Seven things you didn't know, you need to know. I'm Kira Rebens and this is the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Good morning, it's Thursday the 23rd of June. It's National Typewriter Day. Happy birthday, Francis McDormand, Joss Whedon, Zinedine Zidane and Selma Blair. Donald Sellier says he's confident the government can strike an agreement with public sector unions, even though talks ended last Friday with no sign of a breakthrough. The negotiations are due to resume, but have been overshadowed by a row over a pay rise for the top 1% of public sector workers. Those workers have been on a reduced salary for almost 10 years since austerity, but those reductions are due to lapse in July. Leo says that the people involved deserve to be restored to their original salaries. 90% of them are consultants, they're doctors, they're obstetricians who did C-sections last night, they're emergency doctors working in emergency departments this afternoon. They're spinal surgeons doing scoliosis operations on children and I don't think it would have been possible for us to say that everyone else in the public service would have their pay restored and we'd single out that one group of people. And Minister for Housing Darrell O'Brien says any other move would only put the whole public sector negotiations in jeopardy. Is the timing great? No it's not but the legal advice that is very very clear. We're a government who will stand over the agreements that we make. We're not in the position of just ripping up agreements. Uh, can one would imagine what that would look like when we're in the the process of actually trying to negotiate a new public sector pay agreement. Russia's war in Ukraine is now into its 120th day and the battle around the city of Severodonetsk continues as Russia pushes hard in its attempt to finally control the Donbass region. President Putin addressed a group of Russian military graduates in Moscow and he was really putting the best spin he could on the state of the Russian military after almost four months of brutal battles. Our army and navy, in accordance with the requirements of today, are improving, are improving their most important sections. There is no doubt that we will be even stronger. Meanwhile, EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen addressed the European Parliament on Wednesday in advance of the formal decision on Ukraine's candidacy and spoke about the applications from Ukraine, Georgia and Moldova for EU membership. History is on the march. And I'm not just talking about Putin's war of aggression. I am talking about the wind of change that is again blowing across our continent. The row over the UK government's Rwanda deportation plan flared up again on Wednesday as Deputy Prime Minister Dominic Raab proposed a new Bill of Rights which would make it easier for the UK to deport people and to ignore the European Court of Human Rights. Dom's come up with a confusing new way to describe the new legislation, however. There's certainly been a human rights inflation. I don't think anyone, even the critics of this policy, could doubt that over time that's happened. And of course that inflation has not been subject to proper democratic oversight. And has it undermined the credibility of human rights? I think it has. Prime Minister Mr. Boris Johnson is expected to have talks with Prince Charles over the deportation scheme as they're both in Rwanda for the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting. That chat won't have gotten any easier following the revelations at a parliamentary committee on Wednesday that the Home Office hasn't ruled out sending families to Rwanda in future. All of the 47 who received removal notices on the first attempted flight last week were single men and that is where we are starting with the policy. Starting, so you're not ruling out women and families? I think I'm right in saying that we haven't ruled out women. A 6.1 magnitude earthquake struck Afghanistan early on Wednesday morning, causing landslides and devastation in the province of Paktika. It's the deadliest earthquake in the region for over two decades, and initial estimates suggest over 1,000 dead and thousands more injured. Reuters reports the situation on the ground is very difficult. Buildings were reduced to rubble and helicopters were deployed in the rescue effort to reach the injured and fly in medical supplies and food. A foreign ministry spokesman said Afghanistan would welcome international help. 
to come on the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Kate Bush makes a rare public appearance and it's Bring Your Kids to Work Day in the Marvel Universe. Right after this. Welcome back. The row between the PGA and the new Saudi-backed Live Golf Tour continued on Wednesday. Another high-profile player, Brooks Kopka, former US Open and PGA Championship winner, has decided to switch sides and join the Live Tour, even though it's been accused of sport washing. Rory McIlroy says he's really getting fed up with the way some golfers are behaving in pursuit of a big payday. Am I surprised? Yes, because of what he said previously. You know, I think that's why I'm surprised at a lot of these guys because they say one thing and then they do another. I don't understand that and I don't know if that's for legal reasons or if they can't, I, I have no idea. It's been quite a month for Kate Bush. The English singer, songwriter and performer hasn't really been in the spotlight for quite some time. But Stranger Things season four changed all of that. Their use of her hit Running Up That Hill has catapulted her into the record books as it's hit the number one position across the world. It's 44 years since her last number one and she's also the oldest female artist to have a number one. She's emerged into the spotlight on Women's Hour to chat about the show and how much she likes it even before it gave her a smash hit. Actually, we watched it right from the word go with the first series onwards so I was already familiar with the series. You're already a fan at this point. Yes, yes very much so (laughs) yeah. I thought what a lovely way for the song to be used in such a positive way you know as a kind of talisman almost really for Max and yeah I think it's very touching actually. Taking your kids to work is always a bit of a challenge, especially if you work at home. But spare a thought for actor, director and future Mr. Rita Ora, Taika Watiti. He's just finished directing the new Thor movie, Love and Thunder, and he brought his six-year-old and ten-year-old on set. But it didn't exactly go well when he tried to get them into the movie. The ten-year-old, she got to set and instantly said, I'm not into it. And uh, wow. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to do that. I was like, what? And then the six-year-old, after two takes, she walked off set, came up to me and she goes, Give me my money. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We're back tomorrow morning at 7am. Have yourself a great day. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.